Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our second episode of the Back to Backlog podcast with myself, Lindsay, and my other host, Sam. This week we're going to be talking about cozy games, uh, how we like to play them, what they mean to us, and then talking about some of our favorite cozy games that we like to play after a stressful day. Yeah, yeah, and we've we've definitely had those. <laughs> yeah, ugh, ugh, yeah. <laughs> These games were an absolute blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually did for what I played this past week. I dug pretty deep into my Nintendo 3DS backlog. And I, <laughs> I I played some stuff. Well, mostly just one game. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I think we wanted to start off with just kind of a definition of what we think cozy games are. Because um, I think everybody uses them a little bit differently. And everybody has, you know, different go-to games that they play. Um, so we just wanted to start out with talking a little bit about what we do and how we play them. Do you want to start out? Yeah, sure. Um I definitely have in my head what kind of games that I think of when I think of cozy games. Um, you know, uh, things like, you know, an Animal Crossing or something, which is not on our list. No. <laughs> but um, so so mostly I did try to focus on things that were um, had no combat in them. You know, they weren't too stressful either because um, there's definitely games that don't have combat but have like racing or some sort of competition element and, and i was trying to shy away from those and something that i could just either chill with once in a while or had some like comforting tasks to do sort of like once a day or something like that yeah i think that's a good way to put it i know my picks some of them most of them are pretty just um like low stress you know there's no i mean there might be goals to complete but there's no um you know nothing stressful i guess um, yep. and usually they're the games I go to when I need to, with the exception of one, one of the games does have like a timer, but it's like, it's not that big of a deal if you lose and it's kind of part of the game anyway, <laughs> when you lose, yep. cause it's just funny. Um, but you know, games that make me laugh, games that I just like to play to, you know, escape for a little bit and, not have a lot of expectations or things that you need to like absolutely have to do. Yeah. Um, so first off, I wanted to say that um, before we get into our picks, uh, last time we had a couple thoughts about what we might be playing next. And um, I definitely did not get around to playing that particular game. I, I thought I was going to play some Anacrusis with some folks and, totally did not get around to playing that. I did dig into these cozy games a lot more. And uh, sort of we, we listeners, I'm going to be I'm going to be real with you. Uh, we tried to record this a few weeks ago, and uh, I messed up and uh, we didn't catch all the audio here. Yeah, you so, live and you learn. You know, honestly, it gave me a couple extra weeks to dig into a couple of these cozy games, which definitely gave me a better taste for and a better understanding of them. And honestly, I changed one of my picks because I went back and played some 
and I realized that they weren't as cozy as I thought. And so I found games that were much cozier. So it was uh, honestly uh, a nice cozy <laughs> time uh, for playing some games. So, yeah. I played minimal games the past couple of weeks. Um, I did before um, the when we uh, recorded this the first time, I played the uh, Pokemon Legends game. And that was amazing. I've still been playing that on and off. Um, it definitely nice. hasn't lost my interest. It's so good. It's very open world. Um, and it's it's just a lot of fun. There's a lot to do, I think. Um, and it's, it's very different than any other Pokemon game that I've ever played. So, yeah, that nice. one was really enjoyable. I really, really recommend it. Yeah, and it seems like uh, from what we've seen of the teasers for the next next game, it is the direction they're going in. Yeah, for the future. I'm excited for so. it too. Not that I dislike the format of the old game, but they've done it so many times. You know, there's only oh, yeah. so much. I think, with yeah. the exception of maybe Sun and Moon, they're pretty much you know go from town to town, you know, and and fight the you know the elites. And it's like I, I know it, it was still kind of the same format with sun and moon they just gave them different names um so i'm really interested to see what what they're coming out with next because i think they've realized that you know people will buy other games other than you know what they've normally come out with yeah yeah yeah. Uh, my deep pick for this or play this week was stella glow for the 3ds um i don't remember what year it came out it came out a couple of years ago and i've played that almost exclusively i went on a trip so i had a flight and a very long car ride home and i think i pretty much exclusively played that um and it was a little monotonous um because basically it's like um it's almost like a, a, a visual novel where you're going through and you are just watching the story there's like a, some battle sequences with some story but it's like you know, it's it's pretty simplistic gameplay, and it was nice to play something that was like that, where it, it, there's a little bit of, um, you know, tact that you need to use when you're fighting. But other than that, you know, it it, it was pretty low key. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I what I did, um, you know, the other game that I said I was I was gonna check out and play a bunch more of, um, when we last attempted recording there was I was gonna play some Wallace and Gromit. Uh, the Telltale Adventure game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did play through the first episode. I will say, uh, I, I, as much as I love Wallace and Gromit and Telltale games, um, it didn't gel with me as much as I would have hoped. Um, yeah. And I think maybe I was in the wrong mindset. Uh, I definitely had more fun when I put the the walkthrough away for a little bit and just like let myself have the adventure game experience of being a little frustrated and having that eureka moment. Yeah. But... I there was a lot of those like moon logic moments where I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to like grab the the vinyl record to toss into the bin to throw at the giant bees. Like, <laughs> so. I I love Wallace and Gromit too, and I like the Telltale games, but I could see that maybe not translating as well as some of the others. I haven't played all of them. I think yeah. I played um, the Game of Thrones one, the um, the Borderlands one. And one other one that I can't remember. Um, yeah, I think those are all very much in sort of the. They've they're been, like. It's they're like second their style. Yeah, the, so oh, they have okay. like an older style where it was a lot more adventure gamey, and they have their newer style from Walking Dead onward, which is a lot more 
um, like interactive fiction, make a decision type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the this falls into that like classic point and click adventure, like grab this thing, put it in your inventory, talk to people seven hundred times, and like try to combine objects with things in the world again and again and again. Um, and I think it really really works with their Sam and Max games, and I feel like a lot of points this game wanted to be crazier. I think that style works really well when you have absolutely bonkers world building where mm-hmm. like things are just absolutely weird. So the moon logic feels like it makes sense because it's in that kind of crazy world. Whereas this one still try to have that like cutesy late 80s Britain feel, but then all the puzzles were like these crazy, I don't know, it just it didn't quite gel that first episode. Maybe a second episode would, but I think I'm going to put it away for a little while. Maybe come back to it later. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get into our picks. Yeah. Uh, What's your first pick? So my first pick is Little Dragon's Cafe. It came out in 2015 by Axis Games. Um, I played it on the Switch, but it's also available on Steam for PC. And you are basically... um, you're running a little cafe with your mom and sibling, and one day your mother doesn't wake up. A strange man tells you that you have to raise a dragon to save her. And so you are not only just running the cafe, like it's very much a, like a time management game, but it's pretty low stakes um, because you're running the cafe, but you also in the like in between the um, like the lunch and dinner, rushes you have to go out and forage for ingredients to cook the food um which is pretty cool and i say it's low stakes because so say you're out foraging and it goes on later than you want um there are other people that will run the cafe for you it just might not be as efficient as if you were the one controlling it um it's it's a really cute game it's very bright very fun it's you know, I, I like the cooking aspect and the foraging aspect, I think, the most. Um, but, you know, I also like time management, like, restaurant-type games. So it kind of has a little bit of everything, and it's it's really cute. That's awesome. Yeah, I cool. definitely recommend it. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, my first pick is Penco Park. Um, so it was released uh, October 2020 um, by a three-person indie team called Ghost Butter. And it's for it right now. It's just for computers, so Windows, Linux, Mac. Uh, I think it's on Steam, and um, it's super adorable Pokemon Snap type game. Like, it's a whole bunch of like um, like cardboard, like cartoon cutouts. You know that sort of flat paper style in a 3D world, and you're helping this little dude go around and take pictures of these cool monsters. They're very like cryptid. Like you'll spot like. Uh, a yeti in the background you get to take a picture of the yeti uh and if you take a picture they'll move to the next spot and you get to take a picture of them in the next next spot um and you'll get like upgrades so you can speed up or slow down or even to the point of like stopping the the cart um you know that that this sort of pokemon snap formula of of unlocking new ways of interacting with the world but I found that you unlock stuff like really quickly and it's just constantly satisfying and there's only a few little areas to go through, but there's so there's a bunch of little different branching paths in each uh, little area. Um, I don't know. It's just super cute to go through and unlock all these things 
and and like you've got to take a picture of monsters um doing different poses so like you got to get like a standard picture and like a scared picture and like the transformed picture or like the sleeping picture um and all the monsters just have absolutely like ridiculously silly names um like i can't remember any of them right now <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> because they're just total nonsense. And that's really, really fun. You know, it, it feels like being a kid knowing nothing about Pokemon going through the original mm -hmm. Snap. Um, it's a really cute game. I Like, if anyone, if you like on-rail shooters or you like photography games, um, it's just super cute. It's just really cute. And the ending is really, like, heartwarmingly just, um, like, chill. Like, you, I think you rescue like a big monster Aww. from a cage or something. It's, it's super cute. I think the draw that you uh, mentioned in the first recording too, was it's not on a rail like Pokemon Snap is. Cause I struggled. Like I love the idea of Pokemon Snap, but I struggled with the rail cause I would see oh, okay. something and I'm just not fast enough to go and like snap it right <laughs> away. So yeah. Well, so, so I have another, I have another photography pick that isn't on a rail. This one is, Okay. But you unlock the ability to slow down a lot sooner. Okay. And, like, you unlock the ability to slow down to a complete stop b before, like, the last before the last world. So you, you go back and you catch things that you missed out on, like, really easily. I definitely um, so like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. I was going to say, it's, just, it's a, way more under your control. Yeah. I, th I think than... I like that better. Because I struggle with, like, I played both um, the remake and the original of Pokemon Snap, and I, I like watching other people play it, but I, I struggled, and I don't really yeah. enjoy them. Yep. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, um, I've only played a little bit of the new one, and it's, it's fine. I like it. I like it quite a bit, but um, I think that it misses a lot of the simplicity of the original. And I think this one has that simplicity plus just really cute, like a little ugly drawings. You know, they're like, they're not 3d mo big 3d models. They're just like silly paper dolls of it's monsters. It's, yeah. It's really, really cute. Yeah. Uh, so what'd you, what'd you, what'd you pick next here? My next pick is untitled goose game by house. house. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Huh. By house house games released in 2019. Um, I played it on Switch, and but it's available on everything at this point. Um, mm -hmm. You are a kid. I, think it, was, I nope. think it was like exclusive for a year. I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah. It's it started out on Switch, and then I think PC might have been the next release, and then it came out for everything else. I think. Um, because yeah. I bought it shortly after it came out on Switch because I saw. Um, a YouTube, like a Let's Play YouTuber called um, Call Me Kevin play it, and I was crying. Like, I watched him play it <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah, it was so funny. And I stopped, <laughs> I watched, stopped watching the Let's Plays because I'm like, okay, like, I have to play this game. So I, I downloaded it, like, that night after work. <laughs> and it's just, it's so fun. You're Chaos Goose, you're going around meeting, like, little, um, like goals to get to the next area, you know, you're ruining people's day, you know, you're stealing people's glasses, terrorizing children, um, you know, blaming things on other people, you know, at one point you're getting the old man to buy his stuff back from like the little corner store. Um, yeah, it's, it's so funny. And 
it's just it's such a simple looking game and you can honk on command which is also i think very important um <laughs> it, like i was just enamored with this game when it came out i uh, it came out right before halloween that year and i went as the like the gardener lady for halloween that like i had a little goose and everything like in a basket and just like went around looking really grumpy all night with the goose. <laughs> it was like nobody really understood what it was. And I like I had to explain it, but I got a kick out of it. Like I had a blast. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I really, it's just, it's so simple. And like you can go through it as fast or as slow as you want. So you can, you know, there, there are no like side quests or anything. But you can like go through and, you know, just... Some of the tasks are, you know, they're not all super easy. Some of them did take a little while to figure out um, because they're not like, I mean, it's linear enough, but there are some that are just that take a little more thought than others, which was nice. So it's not so easy. Like there's a little bit of a challenge and you just get to honk whenever you want. It's it seems very cathartic. It is. Yeah. To be a little jerk in a humorous way yeah yeah it's it's a very harmless too because i don't like mean games like or mean humor that where other people mm-hmm. are like the butt of the joke um but this is very i mean well i guess some of it's not that harmless but most of it is <laughs> like it's 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 just very innocent fun um awesome. and you know deep down i'm a chaos gremlin so it just it really speaks to me <laughs> Um, so yeah, definitely play that if you haven't. What's your next pick? So I'm going to pick an older game. It's Ribbit King, released in 2003 by Infinity and Jamworks. Um, I played it on the PS2, but I think if you can get the GameCube copy, that's the better running copy, for sure. I think it runs smoother. Um, but I I had a blast going back and replaying this game. Um, I played a couple rounds uh, in multiplayer, and Oh, it's just super cute. So you get like eight. So, okay. It's a game of golf, but instead of hitting uh, a golf ball with a uh, club, you've got this tiny little like catapult and a hammer and he, and your character, the most adorable little, like, I don't know, space toddler, like hits this catapult and there's a frog on the other end and the frog goes flying. And then the frog like hops a couple times. And then if they like see a, a fly in the field, they'll like hop towards the the fly if there's like a giant spider web they'll bounce off of it like it's a trampoline um there's a whole bunch of little hazards and sort of fun things that can happen to you like you know i landed in front of like this yeti and he just grabs you and he shakes you and you gotta you gotta um like flick the the thumbstick um to to be thrown successfully you know and you earn points for all the little things that happen like you you land in the water and the, the your frog will uh, continue to swim until it reaches the end of the, the body of water and he'll get like one point each time he does a, a stroke. Um, so you're trying to get as many points as you can before getting into the hole and the hole usually gives you about a thousand points but like nearing the end of the eight turns that you get it starts like like it starts off with like some crazy value like if you get a whole one you get a lot of points. Um, but usually getting a whole one isn't actually worth it. You kind of do want to play the field a little to gain points before you hop in. And then you don't want to... I definitely, like, had a huge lead. And then I wasted my last two turns trying to... And failing to uh, 
to get in the hole and I lost it all. And it was just, it was, I didn't even, I didn't even mind that I lost. I was just having so much fun laughing at what was happening on screen. It's a very adorable cartoony, you know, sixth generation game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm sure it's a little up there, but if you can get your hands on Ribbit King, I think it's one of the cutest, most silly multiplayer games you can do. And it has hot seat multiplayer. So you only need one controller that you can just pass around. No, just, you're not giving the crappy controller to the guest. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. And I, I love, I, I super respect multi local multiplayer games that let you hot seat. Yeah. I remember we used to play a lot of worms like that. Um, I love worms. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ruby King is super fun and super cute. <laughs> I think that type of game is really appealing. I remember playing like Polar Bowler for PC. Mm-hmm. Um, like back in the day where I don't remember who the publisher was, but there were similar games where you could like pay a subscription fee to like play a lot of those like dippy little games. And they're just, oh, yeah. they're so oh, relaxing. Like big fish or something. I, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of them. I think my mom subscribed to a couple of them because we all like to play them. I remember one was called Penguins and it was like lemmings, except they were penguins and it was adorable. It was so nice. cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I got- you're next. I think your next pick is also uh, PS2 era, at, at least uh, initially. Yeah. So my next pick is the Katamari series by Namco. Um, it was first released in 2004. They're still coming out with releases, kind of. Like, they just had a remake for Switch. And there's, like, a couple of mobile games out there, too. Um, nice. The first time I ever played it was PS2 Katamari... Dampsey was the first one I ever played um, for PS2. And then I bought, I can't remember which one, whatever the um, the one for Switch was that came out. I think my favorite that I played was Beautiful Katamari for the 360. Um, mm-hmm. I don't yep, think I ever, yeah, I loved that one. I never played the, the one that came out for PS3 because they had an exclusive one for Xbox and an exclusive one for PS3. Um I own a PS3. I don't actually think I own that Katamari game, but yeah, me, me, same here, same here. I did really enjoy the Vita one, the Touch My Katamari. I think that one. They might released have come that for um, uh, mobile, I think. Yeah. It just really t- cool. it just sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a fan of the Ratchet and Clank games, so dirty okay, that's game fair. titles, right? That's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Conquer's Bad Hair Day. Like I remember, oh, my yeah. uncle bought that Conquer's, for my cousin, Conquer's not realizing how ra- what. A Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my uncle yeah. bought it for my cousin, not realizing how raunchy it was, and he was like, <laughs> he was he wasn't super young, but he's probably only like ten ish at the time. So like probably not appropriate for a ten year old, but like also not the worst thing that they could be playing. Like it's not Grand Theft Auto. Right, um, right, right. It was you know the the I think the worst thing was maybe the the giant poo <laughs> that sang opera. Yeah, it's just crude humor is all. Um, But yeah, so in the Katamari games, you play as the prince with a very disapproving dad who is also the king. Uh, You're gathering materials and things um, with your little Katamari ball, which is just like an oddly shaped like ball that you use to roll things up. Um, This is the one that I was referring to because it is timed. Most of them are. And you, it is actually pretty easy to lose. Like if you don't, get a big enough katamari or some of them you have to like 
get certain items, like certain oh, yeah. types so of items, hot items, cold special items. Special challenges. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you don't, you, you get the disapproving dad. But it's it's so low-key, and the music, the soundtrack is always really good for any of them. It's so, so funny. I, I, I think the King of Cosmos is so absolutely hilarious. He's so My funny. My favorite thing is how, like, whenever he talks, you get the, like, um, like the record scratch noises, like, yep. like, as he talks, it types it out. It's so good. And he yells at you, too, if you try to, like, in the later games, if you try to, like, speed through his dialogue. <laughs> I think I remember that being a thing and laughing at it because yeah. he was just like, fine, don't listen to me, whatever. But he was just like, I'm not upset about this, but obviously he was upset about it. Um, I liked in Beautiful Katamari too. You could like you had cousins that you could oh, also, yeah. and they were just so funny looking. Um, so trying to collect the cousins and the little gifts was always fun. Um, so it was yeah, I love how the prince and all the cousins are like these microscopic little dudes, and then yep. you have the king of cosmos, which is like giant head. bigger than a sun. <laughs> gigantic yeah i mean potentially i guess the little ones could grow up to be that way but it's a little terrifying nice nice um if you like the katamari series there's an indie game that came out recently um called uh donut county that is very oh yeah gameplay, gameplay and humor wise very similar yeah it's been on my list i don't own it um but i i saw it and i'm like this looks amazing and I've, de I've been meaning to pick it up and play it. I just haven't yet. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll get to. Um, I think I have to get through a couple more games before I can buy <laughs> anything else. Fair enough. What's your next well, one? Yeah, speaking of a couple more games. Uh, yeah, my next <laughs> pick is Toem. Um, it's, uh, it was released uh, in 2021 by Something We Made. And I played it on the PS5, and it's also on PC and Switch. And it's a great little... So, yeah, a lot like Penco Park had its world of, um, you know, little billboard cartoon paper dolls. Um, a little bit like that, but the worlds are a little bit more of a diorama, and you're walking around them instead of going on rails. And you only go into first person when you take out your camera. And your character, he's going off into the world to take photos and, like, go on this journey that other people have gone on before to, like, take a picture of the Toem, which is, like, some crazy event that happens at the top of this mountain. Um, I think it, it's not an Aurora Borealis, but it's, like, some crazy thing that happens in the sky that's kind of similar. Um, but you're going through all these different little worlds. So you travel to, like, the forest and you meet a bunch of hilarious Boy Scouts. Uh, and you have to take some pictures of squirrels and, and random things. Um, and then you end up, like, going to the beach and the city. Um, and the city one was funny because you have to, like, um, one of the, the hot dog stands or something wants you to take pictures of influencers, um, like, with their, like, hot dog hat <laughs> on or something like that. I, I totally forget the the specifics, but the game is absolutely, like, adorably funny. And there's a lot of little moments with all the characters that you meet along the way. And, um, like, there's this, like, sketchy character that you see in every one of the levels that you end up, like, I don't know, helping the CIA or something catch at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in a funny way, in, like, a cute way. I, yeah, the, the stalker, in a cute way. No, <laughs> I wish I described <laughs> that better, really. Um, 
So one of the things that's really nice about Toem is it, it's this cute little, like, black and white world. Uh, and I think there is splashes of color at the very end, but, like, they, they, you know, they punch up so much more because the world is black and white normally. Um, and I just, I really dug that aesthetic of, like, this hand-drawn black and white diorama world that you're kind of just bouncing around. Um, and you can put on different hats. I totally forgot that you can wear different, like, um, I think there's, a, yeah, you can put on different clothing of different sorts so like when you go to like colder weather you want to like wear your scarf and your like boots and then you you'll go underwater at some point so you have to get like the diving helmet to put on but you can like walk around with the diving helmet all the time if you you like it's super cute i almost forgot about that how could you forget about that i know i'm a sucker for that type of feature like i love anything i can customize or like you know um even if it's just like a simple change I like, yeah. even in um, Pokemon Legends, there's, like, a lot of clothing options. I think that's one of my favorite things about the Pokemon games from, like, X and Y on <laughs> is you can change your clothes and hair. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and and it's fun to change your clothes and, and stuff, too, because there is, like, a selfie mode where you'll uh, push a button to set up a tripod, and the camera will just kind of follow you. Nice. And then you can take a picture with you in it, and it's really cute. Um, and you can even go to a fashion show at some point, which was really fun. Very nice. Like, take pictures. Oh, you, you put on like a newsy hat and now like the guy at the newspaper thinks you work for him and he tells you to go take pictures at this <laughs> <laughs> fashion show. The city level is absolutely bonkers. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> I could gush for hours. I would say I highly, highly recommend Toem. It is a very cute game. Yeah. Um, it's very new. Uh, I think it might be the newest. Well, almost the newest on this list. Yeah, uh, well, I think it is. What's your next pick? Um, well, I think your next pick includes a game that's slightly Oh, newer. that's true. Yeah. the One of these games just came out. So I really enjoy the Atelier series by Gust. Um, the first release was in 1997 in Japan. Um, I actually don't know when the first U.S. release was, um, but they're still being released. There was one released at the beginning of this month, Atelier Sophie 2. Yes, Atelier Sophie. Yeah. I have it sitting on my desk, or on my table. Um, I haven't <laughs> opened it yet. I haven't touched it, but it's there. Oh. Um, I, I I did start Atelier um, Sophie 2 because I was really impressed by the anim- like the battle animations I saw in the trailer. And I had to pick it up. I'm still playing um, Riza, oh, so nice. I'll probably I probably won't get to oh, Sophie two for I'm a sorry. while. Hmm? I got Riza two. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's still that's a not... fairly new release. That one didn't come out all that long ago. Fair enough. Anyway, I'll let you the explain this year. Um, no, it's okay. So <laughs> these games, I guess the older games, and I didn't know this until I was looking into the series. They do like some of the, the some of them are timed. Um, the first one I ever played was Atelier Sophie for the PS4, and so by that time, um, like, they'd taken a much, like, calmer route. Like, I own some of them for the PS3, but I've never played them. Um, I just picked them up because they're a little hard to find, and I was about to leave the game store I was working for. Um, so I was just buying games that I was like, well, I'm not gonna ever have this discount again. So, (laughs) I'm gonna buy them now. Um... So I, I've never actually played any of them for the PS3, um, but they're they're really like um, like gathering games that you uh, you are some of them you're running a shop. The newer ones you are not so much. You're basically like living your little life in a town, and some of them you like you know what 
um, like being an alchemist is. Like for Ryza, she becomes an alchemist like early on in the game. She er learns early on what it is. And you're following her journey to like figure out what that means for her. Um, Sophie, I believe she already knew she was one, if I remember correctly. Or she, she was already like experienced somehow. Um, maybe she was apprentice. I don't mm. exactly remember because it's been a couple of years since I've played that one. Um, but, you know, you're going around, you're gathering, and it's just like a little, it's a fun RPG. It's a little grindy because obviously it's a JRPG, so there's going to be um, some grinding. But, it, it like, it's fun. Like, you know, it's one of those games yeah. I don't mind grinding and like i'll you know grind out a couple of things while i have something like tv on in the background and it's just very relaxing and the monotony is comforting almost you know and it's just varied yeah. enough where it's not like the monotony isn't bad if that makes Cause i think with some jrpgs they're so grindy and the monotony is just like you you, you know you put it down and you never pick it up because you're like if i have to do this one more time i'm gonna lose it um, but I haven't felt like that with these games. They're just, they're just yeah, fun. I'll, I'll say a lot of JRPGs, they feel like that because you have to, I don't know, you have to like get in the groove and that's why a lot of them take like, oh yeah, yeah after you played for like so many hours, like then you get it and then you're like in that, that mindset. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if these took, took you a little while to get into, into that groove or not, or if it just I think, kinda, yeah, like, I think they did a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's that's with the genre. Yeah. Well, and especially with Ryza too, figuring out how to navigate your little island thing. It's not really mm. an island. It's like a little section of a map. But it's. I had a little bit of a hard time trying to figure out like how to get from point A to point B because there was no like master map to figure out. Okay. Well, if I'm in her house, I go this way to get to town, or I can go this way to get to like a couple of the major mission points. Like it took me a little while to figure that out. Um, mm. and so that part wasn't quite as enjoyable, but over, like, it didn't take me that long. And I have an awful sense of direction, both in <laughs> and out of video games. So if, <laughs> if I can figure it out, anybody can, cause I'll get lost, you know, going down the street. So, yeah, um, those are a lot of fun. Like I said, the last one, the last release just came out earlier this month and it's a sequel to, the um the the very first one that I played, so I'm I'm excited to get through Ryza, and on to Sophie too. Nice, cool. All right, well, my next pick here is a short hike, released in 2019 by, and I'm gonna say this wrong, um, Adam Griu. Um, I've played it on a few platforms: the PS4, PS5, um, and it's also on the PC and Switch. Um, it's super, super duper cute. Um, if you want uh, the PC version, uh, it's on Steam and also Itch. I like to call it Itch every once in a while because the developers do make more money back. But uh, the trade-off is uh, trophies. And I will say when I played through this game, um, once I just played through it casually going around and finishing off all the trophies was an absolute pleasure. And it just helped like... It helped me kind of just get every last inch of game out of it. <laughs> um, so I'll rewind. A short hike, you play this little bird character um, who has come to uh, the, this island on sort of a summer break um, from their city life, and they just want to call their mom. 
Um, I think it's their mom's birthday or something important. I do not recall. But um, in any case, the only place on the island that your character seems to be able to get reception is supposedly the very top of the mountain at the center of the island. <laughs> so you you travel along and you do small little tasks and you have little races with people and you meet all these interesting, cute little animal characters uh, and you pick up these feathers that will help you along the way to add an extra jump. So you don't just have a... I think you might start off with like a double or triple jump but then you pick up a feather and now that's an extra jump that you can do. And um, it also counts towards sort of climbing. So you can either sort of flap your wings to get up somewhere, or you can sort of run up to the wall and climb it. Um, and I think it uses less feathers, but it takes longer. So usually I get impatient and I just try to unlock more feathers so I can just fly up to, to places quicker. Um, but yeah, it's just this cute little, little sandbox island world. Um, where there's tons of little small secrets everywhere, and um, just running around is like the most. I don't know. It's it's very freeing. It's very fun to just run around this little world. And at some point, you know, you get like a fishing pole, and you can fish in the rivers and the ocean um, to fill out like a fishing compendium sort of thing if you want to. And that's I, I find that is a really fun like post game thing. Like once you've made your way all the way up to the snowy peak top, um, and you and you give your mom a ring. Um, I think that I like going for the trophies and, and doing the fishing after at that point. Um, and, you know, there's some small little I other islands around to bump into other cute little characters. Like, I think one of my favorite little side activities is there's this kid who's just by a volleyball net and they have a ball and they're like, hey, why don't you come play stickball with me? And he's like, I just made this game up. We just hit this ball with a stick. And so then you have to like keep the ball in the air like 30 times and then you get a hat <laughs> and you can put on a hat you know you can put on this hat that you've unlocked now um and it's just it's just super cute like everyone's just having a chill summer vacation break time um you know there's a bunch of people running around in circles who are like getting ready for a big race sort of thing but it's all it's all just pretty relaxed uh, it's really really cute um and another really cool feature is that the game uses like really low poly 3D models and then uses like a pixel filter on top of it. And in the settings menu, you can choose the uh, chunkiness of your pixels. <laughs> you want them like really fine or very chunky. <laughs> Do you want thick pixels? <laughs> I like them thick. <laughs> um, I super recommend a short hike. It is the cutest little chill vacation uh, of a game. This one I actually own. It was a freebie from Epic Games a while nice. back. Um, I haven't played it yet, but it's been on my list. I also, I know it would blow like the entire point of the game out of the water, but nobody has a landline phone. <laughs> like they, nev they never think to ask. <laughs> like either. I just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like You're if I had to use a landline phone, I guess I don't know where the nearest one to me would be, but like I'd probably figure it out. I mean, fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Um, <laughs> that's a very good point. I mean, you know, probably they all have a different uh, cell carrier than the kid does because the kid comes from the city. So he's got like AT&T and it's fine. But then like on the island, they all have Verizon or something. Yeah, something, dumb, something you know, like, like that. <laughs> uh, hashtag not sponsored. 
Hashtag not my cell phone company. Hashtag sponsor us. Neither of them are. (laughs) Yeah. um, But. No, uh, I do use AT&T. Yes, never mind. I do. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, So we decided we were going to try some new games for this. Um, What was what was your game that you tried out just for just for the podcast? So I tried out Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody. Um, it was released in 2019 by Square Enix, but it's actually a remake of a 2007 Wii game. Uh, nice. and I guess actually also a PS1, like, loose sequel. Um, but I played it on Switch. It's also available on PS4. I liked it the first, because I, I played it a little bit previous to when we recorded this the first time. And then I played it more, um over the past couple of weeks and I I really liked it for the first like hour or two and then I realized that it doesn't so the the dungeon aspect of the game is fine but you run out of like hydration not hydration it's um like food like you get hungry basically oh (laughs) and not really enough items drop and if you die then any of those items are pretty much gone along with money that you would use to purchase more um that's not very chill no it's not like the first couple of dungeons were fine and then it was like they got longer you know there was more um uh enemies in them and they were harder to beat so i i died several times and i'm like "Mm." and that didn't like it it didn't really bother me because you can just start again but like it got a little frustrating so i don't I don't know if I necessarily recommend it. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue playing it. I think I'll probably give it another shot. Um, mm. But I died in a similar spot like three times in a row. And I'm like, because oh, I just no. didn't have enough um, like items. And some of the, they have like little health spots in some of like the dungeon tiles. But they look very similar to traps also. Um, so I stepped oh. in a trap a couple of times and died because I was like, oh, health. Yeah, I've got like five health left. And then I stepped in a trap and it was dead. But like, Ugh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm so sorry you bounced off your, your cozy try. Yeah, I mean, it was it's still very cute. Like, it is very, yeah. very cute. Um, you know, I was I, I I'm not really sure why. I don't know if it was like a popular Wii title and that's why they decided to remake it. Like maybe it had a bigger like Japanese following um, mm. or maybe Square Enix was just like, yeah, we haven't done anything in a while. Let's let's do something, um, yeah. you know, as, as Square Enix does sometimes. <laughs> I think their games are really, really hit or miss sometimes. Um, yeah. But I mean, there was a lot of really like easily missed Wii gems, like Wii, good Wii titles. Yeah, that, there was a lot of Wii yeah. stuff that was just, like, cool. So many games came out for that system, and a lot of them were trash. <laughs> a lot of them were good, and then some of the good ones were hard to find, or you just never knew that they were released because there was no... I don't think Nintendo is... Yeah, Nintendo either, like, releases, like, sends way too much of something or not enough of something to a store. You know, there's yep. either a plethora or the only people that get it are the people that maybe pre-ordered it and, like, one for the store. Oh. So, Nintendo is horrendous about that. I worked at the time Amiibos were being released. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> and. The madness. It was. Cr- people went crazy. And, like, I understand because they were. 
they're pretty they're super cool they're, they are like i own a bunch of them they're really like well articulated figures for like you know 12 bucks and a lot of yeah. them have i think we got a plague knight one and we don't even have a nintendo like a current nintendo system that it would work with just as an action figure yeah really i cool. have a new 3ds that some of them work with and then the switch um but mm -hmm. like i wanted to get the ones when the whatever legend of zelda ones that they came out with last yeah. it was for one of the remakes remake games i don't remember which one skyward sword um when they came out with the skyward sword remake i wanted to get them and like i went on to a couple of websites that same day to try to get them and they were all gone um scalpers are also a huge problem with those yeah, stupid I things across a lot of things in the industry <laughs> it really yeah i hate scalpers if you're a scalper or a reseller you know don't don't do it and i don't like you don't. <laughs> like i've definitely <laughs> sold some collectibles because i realized i had too many um yeah and i sometimes hold back from selling them because i'm like well i know i could get this price for them but i don't want to but i also don't want to sell it at like the price i think it's worth and have somebody buy it to resell yeah. Because you don't have any control over that. So I'm holding on to a yep. lot of stuff like that because I just, it's a really bad market to sell it in. Right. You just, you you don't know if it's going to go to a good home or it's just a resale thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, Crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't want, I want to do that because I don't like resellers. They stink. Mm -hmm. And I still haven't yeah. got any of those amiibos from the Skyward Sword. I have a bunch of them from um, Breath of the Wild. I think I have all of them, even the goblin one. That was a pain to find because I got the Japanese version. Uh, fun fact, the Japanese and American amiibos are the same. Or North American ones. are Like, they're all the same. Like, they're not region locked. So, sometimes you can get the Japanese one for cheaper. Oh, nice. Because they are released better over there because Nintendo doesn't like America. <laughs> so, that's my theory, at least. <laughs> Conspiracy theories with Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's. Uh, I'm going to pull it back into the last game on this list here. My cozy try um, was Stardew Valley. I think this one's pretty tried and true. Oh my gosh. I I did not think this game was going to be up my alley when I first you know, heard about it and then saw a bunch of friends playing it. Because, you know, if, if I see crafting in a game, I usually turn my tail and run away. <laughs> um I didn't see like a goal and like it seemed like a game people were playing forever and ever and usually it stresses me out because I like to I like to consume games like tapas like lots of little ones and this was like some to keep going but I will say the only two things that were that that, that were you know not so cozy uh, in my experience was um, when you first jump into the game they don't really tell you what to do. And that stressed me out a little bit. Yeah, I think that's pretty par for the course for that type <laughs> of game. If you've ever played, um, uh, what, what are they, um, Story of Seasons or uh, Harvest Moon, they don't really give you yeah. much direction. You're just like, hey, this is your new town, your new house. You're a farmer now. Figure it out. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, almost forgot. Uh, Stardew Valley was released in 2016 by Eric. I think it's Barone or Baroni. Um, his Twitter handle is Concerned Ape, and I think that's the name on the uh, the game intro card. Um, so I was playing it on the Vita because um, I really liked the sort of handheld um, coziness that that brought. Um, you can also play it on a Switch and get that type of experience. 
Um, it's on PC, uh, Xbox, PS4, phones. Um, Everything. So I will say um, the Vita version crashes every once in a while. And um, oh, no. the game has like, a com- I mean, the game has a completely custom game engine. So like, I totally get that, like the port job to you look, the, the Vita's older and uh, it's, it's not supported anymore. So like, there's not going to oh, be a true. new deluge yeah. of bug fixes. Um, so the bug fixes it got, or the bug fixes is going to get. And like the game does take a while at, so it saves every night and there's a lot to save. So <laughs> it can take a little while to save, but like they do at a point where like, it's, it's cool. It's like your character's gone to sleep. Like, they're, they're sleeping, you know, saving their day. But aside from a couple hiccups, a couple crashes here and there, which is like, okay, you know, you lose a day. Um, that day's not a huge amount. Like, a day, you can have done a lot in a day, but, you know, I'll get a little annoyed and I'll walk away and I'll come back the next day. Like, right, let's play a bunch more. Um, so those, you know, those were hiccups that I had. But other than that, Man, the game has so much to do and just lets you decide which ones you want to do. Like, I know some people get all up in the the townspeople, and the townspeople are so cool because they have their own schedules. It's like, this person, they normally leave their house and they go water the flowers in the town square, and then they'll hang out with this person. Except on every other Wednesday, they'll have yoga class in the back of the, the you know um, corner store. And, like, everyone has their own schedules and they walk around. And that's super cool. And I like know this because, you know, you get little challenges like, hey, you need to bring, uh, you know, uh, Eric, like some some uh, herring fish. OK. And I'm like, well, where the heck is Eric? And I you know, look it up on the wiki and I'm like, oh, on uh, during the spring, most days he does this. OK. So, uh, oh, hey, that's where he is. Um, and I know some people get all up in like trying to befriend people and give them gifts and like, you know, romancing some of the characters. And I haven't gotten into that. I definitely People get not, really into the romancing. Yeah. I'm not, like, a huge fan of most of the townies. Like, they're cool, but, like, you know, a minimal interaction. I want to just... Do, I just want to, like, do my farming. I'm still in, like, the gotta earn some more money mode. I'm still Poor. in the, like... Um, I'm still trying to, like, do all the little tasks that help rebuild the community center. Which is like, you know, the first few years is that you spend in the game, you probably are going to be collecting things for the community center to be rebuilt. Um, there's like an Amazon warehouse slash Walmart type store called like Jojo Mart. And like you can partake and like do that instead of the community center. But I like know nobody who's gone that route. Like it's clearly, <laughs> clearly the, like the wrong option. Like your character in the beginning of the game leaves their desk job in the city to go to this, you know, small town and, and be a farmer. Like you're not going to go be buddy buddies with like the big corporation who's trying to put the corner store out of business. Like <laughs> clearly <laughs> that's yeah. the wrong option. It is, yeah. And the game in the spirit of game. <laughs> but like the you know to to its credit the game lets you do whatever and like yeah. there's these cool mines it's like this dungeon crawling fighting monsters thing that you can do um and it's just i don't know the game's just like hey there's stuff happening you can you can join the stuff you can ignore the stuff like whatever man just have fun and it's really really chill and I, I think I only went through like maybe the springtime when we when we last tried to record this and then I got to do like the whole years 
like the summer fall uh in the winter time i realized that like oh right crops don't grow i have to find <laughs> other things to do so i got like really into the fishing and the mining and i unlocked like the the desert area um and then you know it's springtime again i'm like oh my god okay i'm gonna make a whole bunch of sprinklers with all this ore that i've mined to make sprinklers with like i smelted down some quartz so i can build these and i'm gonna put all my crops in a row and i'm like oh my god do I, do I like Stardew? I like Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I, really, really cute. I've played it a little bit. Um, I Not in depth. Like, I've definitely played Harvest Moon and the, the other um, Story of mm-hmm. Seasons more in depth. Just, I mean, they've been around longer. But I think yeah. that's really the draw for Stardew over those is because those games are pretty linear. Like, you can choose what to do, but there's not that many options. Um. I think Stardew Valley has a lot more that you can do and a lot more choices that you can make, yeah, which I think yeah. is and I know, really the appeal. Absolutely. And I, and like, you know, you can put on different hats, right? <laughs> put on different clothing. Yeah. Um, you can, you can, you take your little farm and you make it look however you want it to look. You grow whatever crops you feel like growing, you know, I don't know. It's just super chill. And I know a lot of my friends play on PC because they really like the mods. So, like, they'll change how all the characters look. They'll, like, change the color scheme of the world. They'll, like, they'll, like add a mod that lets you pause time. Because normally it's, like, an hour passes every, like, five minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And so you spend a whole day doing a bunch of stuff and then you go to sleep. And, um, you know, if you if you spend too much time past midnight, like, if you get to, like, 1, 1 a.m., like, your character just passes out where they are and they fine you for having to <laughs> emergency drag you back to your house. <laughs> Um, at which point I just close the game, reload my save point and try that day again. <laughs> Cause I think the penalty is not worth it, but it's cool. You like you, whatever you lose either a bunch of that money or you lose the the time, time. to redo the day. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I know some people like a mod where you can just pause time. Yeah. I, so I, I'm far too lazy to use mods. Like I played it on PC. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I know that you actually placed a, per, like a, you actually bought the Steam Deck, right? Oh, yeah, that, that is, that is coming in very soon. Because Stardew Valley is one so of those hyped. games that I would definitely play on the Steam Deck. I, I haven't yeah, I, gotten my, um. Your invite, invite to buy it? No, yeah. and honestly, whether it, it totally depends on what my life is like at that moment when they said, because oh, I might be. Like, I might be able to buy it. I might not be able to. We'll see. But, like, yeah, I think Stardew yeah. Valley is, and games like it are the main draw for, sure. well, for again, a lot of people you know, to get one of those. Again, I super, I recommend playing it on something that you can kind of just curl up on the couch. Like, it, so the yeah. Steam Deck being handheld, like, that's why I was playing it on the Vita. And I might pick it up uh, on the Steam Deck afterwards, but. Uh, it, but I would have to start over, so I'm not really sure. I might just keep playing it on the Vita if I pick it up. It's a nice thing to keep that system in my rotation. But um, but yeah, no, it's definitely one of those games that like you should curl up with. Like whether you know you have a smaller laptop or you get a Steam Deck or a Switch version, um, yeah, it's definitely the way to play it. A hundred percent. Yeah, I just don't want to buy it so. again, so I haven't bought it oh, on Switch. Well, right, I'm all sorry. right, and that's yeah, that's the appeal of the the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck, right? yeah. You use your existing. Your library you've been building since 2004. God. <laughs> yeah. So that does lead us into what we, you know, uh, I think those were all of our cozy games. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. I, 
I did want to shout out Animal Crossing real quick because it's yeah. something I've only really played the Switch one. I played a little bit of the 3DS one. Um, I, mm-hmm. We didn't really add it because we neither of us have a ton of um, experience with it. Like, I put many hours into the Switch one. It's It got me through the pandemic. Um, mm. And it's definitely got a special place in my heart, but I don't think, like, it's not something I, I keep, like, I couldn't even tell you the last time I logged into it. Like, yeah. it's been a couple I of months. I, I definitely had a lot of fun during the pandemic watching my um, my good friend Candelia. She streamed the GameCube version, and then she streamed the Switch version, and that was really, really fun to watch. Yeah. It was pretty chill. Um, but yeah, I never played it myself, and I think... Um, while Stardew Valley definitely surprised me, I think I'm going to just leave Animal Crossing alone, um, because I don't have any of the, the Nintendo systems. Yeah, that would make it difficult. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would make it a little hard. (laughs) I mean, harder, not impossible, but it's not worth it. It's not worth it. (laughs) You get the Nintendo police at your door. Right. (laughs) (sighs) Um, so, so these what, cozy games were absolutely so nice to play in these past few weeks because yeah it, life's been crazy yeah for sure yeah <laughs> um, they're fun to talk about too so we had a lot of fun even re-recording this so oh heck yeah um so what are you thinking about playing for the foreseeable okay. future yeah well i definitely see my uh my steam deck coming in soon and um I picked up a couple games that I want to play on there. And I think I picked up... What's that new game? Tunic? Yes. The cute... It's a cute little Zelda-like yeah. with a fox. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, um, I was reading something about it earlier today, actually. Mm-hmm. And it looks really good. It just good. came out. Yeah. And I think, I think I'm think i probably going to be replaying more Half-Life 2. I think I've, I've gotten... <laughs> up, in, my re, in my replay, I've gotten up to Episode 2. Um, might play some Portal 2, just because um, I want to experience those games with the gyro aim that the the Steam Deck has. Very similar to like the Switch gyro aim stuff. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm excited to play some uh, some of that. Um, and if I yeah if I ever get some of my buddies playing some multiplayer, I think I'm gonna try and load up some some of the Quake remake that they put out. Oh last yeah year yeah before. yeah. Um, that's a really solid, really solid remake. I never um, played any of the Quake games. I did Unreal Tournament. That was a fun mm-hmm. game, which I know yeah, they're not sure. similar at all, but I think they're like kind of similar era. Point, yeah, they're more similar to each other than they are to most things nowadays. So definitely, yeah, Unreal is it's a strange game. Uh, I love it. Like, um, oh, sorry, I meant, I meant Quake. Quake 1 is a strange game compared to even Quake 2. Quake 2 is a lot more like Unreal. Um, Quake 1 is this weird odd one out that has like this it has like knights and shi- knights in armor coming after you and like weird crazy monsters and like, like the game was originally going to be like a first person melee game and then they added guns later and like you can see this weird disconnect in a lot of the design and like it's got this crazy ambient music by Nine Inch Nails, like Trent Reznor. Um, it's a strange time, but it's really cool. And the uh, the the remake is a super solid um, rewrite. So nice. um, I might be playing a little bit more of that as well. <laughs> Good. So. What about you? I 
in more poor choices and a series of unfortunate events, I picked up uh, Escape from Tarkov before everything in Ukraine happened. It's a, it, it's based, like, the, the developers are from Russia, um, and the in-game currencies are based on real exchange rates. Oh, no. <laughs> Unlike, so, like, the current exchange rate has affected the game? Yes. Because, yes. yeah, the, yeah. Ru- the ruble is yes. um, not doing no, well at not. all. So, it's a oh, problem. Because no. for, like, the, I, you know, some of the... Um, Missions and stuff, like, you buy items, and, like, they've just become exponentially more expensive because of the ruble. So, and really also, funny. we don't know, like, if it's going to be shut down or... Yeah, yeah. So, I only played it a little bit um, before we left for our trip, and I I, I don't think I'm going to be able to play it. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, so, you're going to have to pick up something new. Yeah. Um, so, I've been playing Planet Side 2, which is a shooter, like, a sci-fi shooter, um, I'll probably be playing more of that because I'm still. It, that, that's an MMO. No, it's just a it's a shooter. Um, it's like okay. a territory you're fighting over territory. Oh, cool. Um, so I mean, it has some MMO aspects ish, but it's not really. It's a shooter. It's like um, I guess it's more. Well, like, never mind. I was gonna say it's like Destiny, but that is an MMO. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but it's it's but... not quite. It's not it's not oh. an MMO. It's a shooter. So I'll probably be nice. playing some of that, and I'll probably continue to play um, Stella Glow on my 3DS just because I want to see where the story goes because it's actually pretty interesting. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, like it's it's a music-ish based game. Like it's not a rhythm game, but like music is an aspect of the game, and the only people that can sing are the these four witches, four or five witches. Um, because, like, the god of that world, like, took people's ability to sing away as punishment. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. It's definitely, um, it's definitely not what I was expecting for a story. Like, I figured it was going to be more like, like, an, really what I thought it was going to be is, like, Magical Girls. But, and it's kind of like that, but it's not. Like it's it's magical girls in the way like Madoka is, and it's just kind of like oh. dark, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a very different feel. Yeah, it's it's definitely <laughs> not Sailor Moon. Um, so yeah, it's been really interesting. So I'll probably continue to play that, and then I'll play because I've been playing Planet Side with friends. Um, That's and awesome. my my boyfriend and I were looking for a game to play together because we have vastly different types of games that we play. Um, and there aren't any MMOs that we're into right now after new world um so we'll probably play that because i've been playing Fortnite on my own but he doesn't like that so i think planet side is the the compromise (laughs) that's what fun cool yeah all right well uh thank you listeners for joining us for our, our cozy episode um, I hope you had a cozy time listening, or at least I hope you found some picks that you might want to go off and chill out with yourself. Yes, thank you so much for listening. I hope you find something that you will enjoy playing. And um, thank you so much again for listening. <laughs>